Hey, Morgan here. Real quick editor's note. My uh, audio got totally borked uh, this time because we were having so much fun and I didn't realize I was recording from my webcam microphone. So feel free to roast me on Twitter or about it or pull my hair or pants me in the hallway. Um, hope you guys enjoy the episode. Malignant? More like maligma balls, am I right? Cam, Cam specifically asked me to make sure that that gets in the podcast. Morgan, Audrey, I got a question for you, y'all. Okay. Why were they fighting yeah. by the, the car that Jack and Rose fuck in during Titanic? Dude, I made the <laughs> same joke last night. <laughs> That's what? so good. They're Can't... fighting the other ground. I was like, I've seen that car before. Although I think Dude, it was actually we were... a car in Titanic. Dude, we were watching that and I like there was this fog all over the floor and I was totally roasting it. And then I just look over at my friends who were in the room and I was like, Hey yo, y'all seen the Titanic? <laughs> And no one got it, so Aww. that was on me. It's just all oh, foggy, oh. and you're gonna see like uh, fucking Gabriel's hand like pressed up against the glass or something. <laughs> the shitty cutaway to just the hand sliding just, down the glass. No, that's and when you the get actual... the like cut to the soundtrack music, which oh, also God. fucks. God, we also get the actual stingers. shot of uh, of her ass cheek <laughs> from from <laughs> Titanic in this movie. Oh man. <laughs> This is this is it's not that terrible. This week we're talking about malignant. <laughs> That's the intro. That's the intro. That's the intro, folks. This movie. That's the this intro. movie doesn't deserve a proper intro because movie's fucking insane. <laughs> Just it's bad so shit. This movie insane. gets a B level intro. Oh, it does. It's oh a good B level intro. Like, this movie's a good B horror movie. <laughs> oh, in every single way, dude. Okay, so directed by James Wan. Fucking mm-hmm. incredible director. Everything yeah. James Wan directed, I adore, including Furious Seven. Shout out Fast and the Furious Seven. Oh, oh. why did I? Why did I forget that he did Furious Seven? Didn't he also I do Aquaman? Yes, he did do Aquaman. He did Aquaman. Uh, I think he did what both mainline Conjurings. I think he did the third one because it's yeah, I, terrible. The first two, and, and, saw. and he's also he's also executive producing. Don't look this up. I'm right. Uh, Salem's Lot. The new adaptation that's supposed that's still I think still scheduled to release this year. I don't know if that's uh, actually gonna happen. Yeah. But apparently like there was a trailer. That. Yeah, apparently there was a trailer at some film festival oh, uh, I recently. Think it's CinemaCon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe yeah, it was at SawCon. Um these nuts. <laughs> that's a double layer joke since he also directed Saw. Sock these nuts, dude. Uh, uh he also did Insidious, which is fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah. I saw yes. Insidious at a very young age, and it scarred me. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm, ten years mm-hmm. old when it came out. T- so, seven, ten. Oh God, how old would I have been whenever Insidious came? Two thousand ten. Yeah. Twenty ten. I would have been fourteen. I definitely didn't see it until I was like twenty one. Oh, it scared the yeah, fuck. It was, was, on, it was on Netflix. Like or Listen, it was on Netflix early, and it scared the shit out of me. It was also very confusing because Patrick Wilson was in both that and The Conjuring, and mm-hmm. keeping those mm-hmm. straight because he's like the dad character in both is very difficult. But he sings Elvis in The Conjuring, not in Insidious. And he's nice in The Conjuring <laughs> also, whereas in Insidious, he's like the mean dad that. Well, he's not a mean dad. I guess he gets possessed and then gets mean, but like he's yeah. the the like. 
the man in the horror movie that's like, there's no ghosts here. You're crazy. <laughs> You're fucking wild. Dude, look, say what you want about Ed Lorraine Warren, but Patrick Wilson, oh, love that guy. God, he's love, so good. Love, love he's also an Aquaman. He's just like a James Wan. He, Aquaman. He's Isn't Patrick Wilson is like the Aquaman? main bad guy in Aquaman? I've never oh, seen Warren? Aquaman. I don't know. I'm checking it now, but I'm almost positive he is the main. Yeah, he is Ocean Master. Yeah, I'd like I've never seen a movie with Dre- uh, Jeff Grubb in it, and I'll I'll know I won't start now. <laughs> Jeff Grubb, you know what I'm saying? Jesus that's a joke. Christ. That's that's, that's a, a joke. Only six people. <laughs> that's get. A solid yeah, one. there we go. Uh, yeah, September 10th, 2021. Malignant came out. It was on HBO Max. Mm. I wish I'd watched it in theaters instead. Yeah, I think this would have been one that would have really benefited from it being a group experience. I watched it in VC oh, last man. night with a couple of people, and having other people to, like, bounce jokes off of, or, like, bounce the experience off of, you get to, like, look around and be like, okay, I'm not crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, and, like, last night was my first time watching it, and oh. I think I told Audrey the story earlier, mm-hmm. but, Zach, this is all gonna be fresh to you. So, so usually we pick up my friend really late at night, like, he works at a bar, so he gets off at, like, one or two, so my friend Michelle, who's his wife, was just like, hey, I'm gonna go lay down, and I was like, okay, cool, I gotta watch a movie for a podcast anyway, so I watched, like, the first 45 minutes of this movie, and then we go pick him up from work because there was a raccoon in the oh. rafters oh. of his bar, and they had to shut it down and then we came back and watched the last hour of it and she had no prior context and the back half of this movie was just the two of us screaming oh that's like dude it was incredible it really transformed the rest of this movie the back half of this movie is fucking awesome for different reasons than the front half being good act three is just off the rails in the best way yeah the minute the molt woman shows up in the in the in the police station it just is so oh, good yeah i would yeah the the scene where uh maddie gets put in the jail cell from there on just so much fun yes yeah so and you know fun. what i'm really glad they didn't kill sydney because i was in love with sydney from the time that she uh that she entered the scene <laughs> she's um, in the princess costume yeah yeah sydney call me please <laughs> like, that's all i'm all of the side characters have like main character energy where like she comes mm-hmm. in with that princess costume and you get a whole like fleshed out like this is her job and she it's silly and she wants to be an actress and it's not really addressed for the rest of the movie. It's just like why did Well no she played I, she, so she I'm gonna argue psych. with that. <laughs> she played You see, I'm gonna argue with that because so uh, the reason being is because that like that totally sets up where that chase scene happens. Because, uh, you know, we made the joke about, you know, the car where Rose and fucking mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio fucked or whatever. And so, like, that whole thing happened. And my friend Michelle was just like, wait, where the fuck are they supposed to be? Like- I was like, OK, so I was like, OK, so earlier she explained that she worked at Family Land. And this is obviously a music no. and amusement park covered in fog. No, no, no. This is it. No, Morgan. that's the underground area from earlier. Yeah, it's the underground oh, no area way. where, like, Maddie's biological mom worked. And that's where Gabriel, like, kidnapped her. Oh, my God. The underground this movie is so it's so confusing and the way it's cut together and like some things are over explained and some things are under explained it is very easy to miss that because it is just like what is this every environment in this movie is so cool and just like really well designed and it just it's not explained at all what the where the fuck they are No, it is not. And you know what? Like, I thought, and for the longest time, I thought that scene, for whatever reason, of of their mom getting kidnapped, mm-hmm. I thought 
that was her getting kidnapped. So I was like, because they do, they really nailed the casting yeah. for this movie mm-hmm. um, because they looked identical. It's the bangs. And so I was watching. <laughs> Yeah, so I was watching that, and I was like, oh, I guess she works for the fucking Seattle Underground, or okay, whatever, <laughs> and then she gets kidnapped, and I was like, all right, and then so whenever the reveal happens later in the movie of her being in the attic this whole time with the giant, with the giant fucking warehouse fan, yeah. for some reason, mm-hmm. that incredible, that yeah. incredible bit, um, and then she falls from the ceiling or whatever, and so I was like, she funny. falls through fucking, oh, like, I... two stories. <laughs> yes, and then her daughter just screams Yeah, they're all, all just like, happening to have the like repressed memory therapy at that moment <laughs> dude oh. this house it's like too Maury. Is like it's like they're bringing out the the unknown mother and maury bring her oh, out God. she's gonna fall yeah. to the bring fucking ceiling uh, dude and yeah audrey you're right that house is amazing the house has big beetlejuice vibes the house looks the, like the house from insidious and also from the first conjuring movie all does. of the like oh, dark yeah. trim and like older like victorian architecture on the outside which the outside yeah. of the house is way smaller than the inside of the house oh, it always is it's uh, shining 2.0 always is. god it's the house so makes no great sense. i wish that they'd had the technology they have in this for insidious or the conjuring because they have that cool camera where it, like mm. tracks maddie walking through the entire house yes in like one oh, shot yeah. there's like so an cool. overhead yeah. shot when she goes in between rooms it's really good mm, so like cool. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. I think I think what saves this movie from being like a B movie is all of the incredible like I mean production on it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I make fun of like the fog and stuff, but like the of course like the aesthetic of the house mm-hmm. and like the lighting and like the different colored lighting and all of these like really dramatic scenes and stuff like that too. And obviously the camera work. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I think I had a, I had an epiphany about halfway through, and I was just kind of like, wow, like this is very reminiscent of a type of horror film that doesn't exist anymore mm-hmm. um, at all. And then kind of adds that B flavor in a way, but still manages to be like, I don't know, somehow really cool at the same time. This movie's like loaded as hell. It's yeah. so fucking cool. And yeah. I, I want to bring a little thing to you, uh, Morgan. So uh-huh. Annabelle Wallace plays Maddie. Ray yeah. Chase plays Gabriel. Yes. Do you know who Ray Chase hey, predominant Zach, Zach. predominant voice actor? <laughs> yeah, very predominant voice actor. So earlier I was I was in a, a separate voice call with Audrey and we were talking about this and you put in Ray Chase and I screamed <laughs> and I was like, yo, holy shit, I gotta figure out who Ray Chase is or was in this movie. But yeah, shout out to my boy Noctis from there the we go. Game Final Fantasy 15, dude. That's that was gonna know. be uh trivia time with Zach and Morgan, but uh, uh I, I love too I love Ray Chase so much. It, like that is a huge epiphany for, <laughs> for me. I saw that oh, when I was I looking at dude. stuff for the doc, and I was like, "Holy shit! Oh, it's all God, coming together." <laughs> the casting for this movie is very interesting too, because I think uh, mm-hmm. James Wan's wife is also in it. She's like the oh, the quirky coroner lady. Yeah, I think she's also <gasps> EP on it. Yeah, Almost. I think she oh. I think she had something to do with like the story or the writing a little bit that's yeah. neat that's pretty neat it's really Cause, funky because i was like yeah because i thought she was like i mean she definitely is playing the role of like the cute little csi girl who loves gore yeah like, she's like a little bit too fascinated by everything yeah. like at one point yeah. i think she talks about like the husband's murder like we don't see anything <laughs> like this unless it's like a vehicular a accident <laughs> yeah like, why would you sit? that's so inappropriate like your excitement at yeah. this like what yeah, are you talking so about 
she gave uh she do you guys ever watch ncis no no she gave, my grandma okay, does so though. you go so for the people who have she gives very much the goth uh, uh oh. crime scene person from uh ncis oh, sure. energy yeah, i know you're talking about hard. though mm-hmm. yeah, yeah with yeah. the pigtails uh, pigtails or whatever yeah. yes this, yeah. this movie's so fucking good i i think my biggest issue with it is that whenever they were marketing it i very much was like oh fuck yeah james wan's doing a giallo murder mystery movie it's just gonna be straight up you know gloved hands knifing people and it is mm-hmm. and then it's really not <laughs> like i think yeah. it's that that change that i still love the b movie ending last hour of it but i mm-hmm. almost wish we'd gotten a full like murder mystery movie also yeah, I don't, it's just a weird thing where i still love this movie I think I would love it even more if it was the movie that it started out being. It's yeah, very and, weird. And, you know, I I guess, like, I would still argue that even in the beginning, it still feels so B through mm-hmm. and through that, like, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, it's also similar to the way that, um, oh my gosh, what was it? There was a, there was a movie that M. Night Shyamalan did where it was marketed as something and then, oh, it was The Village, right? Oh, I mean, the, we did The Village, yeah, it was one of the romance. Surprise yeah, yeah. and it turns out to be oh. something completely different right i didn't know it was marketed that way oh yeah it was it was marketed as like a horror, horror. movie that it was and surprise like, romance movie mm-hmm. what a like good su- movie. surprise stealth period piece yeah and like that's kind of what one or i guess atomic atomic rocket or the the production company who uh, who did this kind of did for the marketing of this mm-hmm. thing i re- yeah. i remember seeing the trailer for this i think when i was seeing Candyman in theaters and oh, sitting there and being like solid movie because it, it's just like it's just the really creepy parts from this movie mm-hmm. and it's not mm-hmm. you know obviously the batshit like murders Parkour. or anything like that it's just the lead up to those so it, it yeah it definitely like scared me as i sat in my seat because there are some really scary moments in this movie like oh yeah the like the famous um james wan like person running in the background god that really shit's quickly. so scary like, that shit never fails when, especially with, like the, with gabriel's movements yeah when it's gabriel is sitting on the couch and then the lights go out and they come back and he's gone <laughs> like <laughs> holy <laughs> fuck yes. well like in that like that in and of itself comes off as cheesy but still nails super hard yeah. because because the camera actually held the shot for so long on him mm-hmm. as a person so it was like very established that he was there yeah. oh yeah that i loved that it still rule yeah oh, I this, love that. this movie just rules in general yeah <laughs> What yeah, else like, really rules is the entire soundtrack. The score, yes. so fucking good. God, the butt rock like music for the opening yeah. title yes. sequence, like, oh, it's so good. Oh, Morgan, yeah, trivia time part yeah. two. Do you know what song? I don't know this one. You don't know what song's covered. Um, it's "Where's My Mind" by the Pixies. Oh, it's covered no. three or four times in the movie. Whoa, yo, worm. Yeah. I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I've probably never heard that song in my life. Huh. You ever seen Fight Club? I mean, I've seen Fight Club like years ago. Yeah, I'd have to like, <laughs> But like, yeah, no, I, I couldn't, I couldn't name that song if I tried. Yeah, it's played a couple. It's like there's never any vocals to it, but like mm-hmm. the guitar riff is played. Um, I think the part I noticed the most was after her mom falls to the ceiling when the police mm. are walking up to the house. It's you can hear it there oh. really, really clearly. Oh sure, sure, sure. Okay, I but remember yeah. the music in particular that uh, that specific part. Because I remember the way that it cut and everything. You might I know think- the song you heard it, but yeah, it yeah. is. I noticed it so the first time I watched the movie, I was like, "No, I'm crazy. That's not a cover of that." And then I looked up afterwards, like, "Oh, nope, it totally is a it random ass Pixies cover in the middle of this movie." 
yeah, I think my favorite rocks. bit of the music was uh, right when Maddie tells her sister, Maddie, or I forget what her sister's name even is, but she's just like, I'm adopted. And then there's a music sting and then it cuts to a yes. cityscape shot. The yes. chef's kiss. It's so uh, ridiculous. The, dude, the execution on just about, I don't know, like everything one way or another is either so batshit insane mm -hmm. or somehow still like contemporary. Mm -hmm. um, because like, because even the, uh, the reveal of her telling her sister that she's adopted, her sister just looks horrified yeah. like <laughs> because she has found out that, you know, she has lost like three kids in like five minutes. And her sister has never told her this um, because she was married to the guy from Percy Jackson or whatever. <laughs> the most evil um, man to ever exist. Yeah. Terrible. The most passive aggressive and then very quickly, very aggressive person I've ever yeah. seen in my life. Probably watching the big oh, game in his bedroom watching and then getting so mad when she turns it off and slamming <laughs> her head MMA into in the middle of the day. Game. MMA in the middle of the day. He's <laughs> also on last. his phone as he watches it. And then just, yeah, yeah he gets so furious at her. <laughs> Yeah, because even he's like, well, then maybe you shouldn't be going to work. And that triggers to me like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, they've maybe had this conversation Maybe before. you shouldn't and keep getting pregnant, bitch. Like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Oh, oh <laughs> my God. Come in a sock, Luke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dude, chill the fuck out. Rick Riordan would never. <laughs> Rick Riordan would never, dude. Oh, man. Oh, uh, man. The opening of this movie, also, mm -hmm. like when the, movie, the minute the movie started, I'm like, oh, so this is not a normal murder movie because it's opening on a castle on a fucking yeah. cliff well, right. oh yeah. the hospital does look like a fucking castle and like when uh when the sister sydney like drives up to it later she parks her car like on so the cliff close to the edge <laughs> what what on earth is happening dude dude i have no clue what like what half of this is about like and also if you notice that like there's another bit where you can see the shot of the house clear as day and then off to the right you can see this normal ass yeah. looking house like right <laughs> next door i'm like yeah you're telling me you're the only victorian building still standing like the house from it just sitting in the middle of yeah. everywhere. It's also the <laughs> right. only house that has a fucking fog machine going 24-7. <laughs> oh my god, the fog was so thick on it. this, dude. It's so thick. Oh, it's really god. thick in the underground, too. It's just, like, mm -hmm. ridiculous. Weird, it's not, it's not foggy when they're touring it, but right. it sure is when they're fighting in it. Mm -hmm. Right. Gabriel said, I'm, going, I'm going parkour in the fog, alright, fucker? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then I realized that, like, so I kind of had the, so the, as far as, like, the reveal goes of, like, you know, of, of who Gabriel is and all that stuff, I, like, I kind of got the gist. I had heard a couple friends talk about this movie before, and the idea was all, like, um, hold on, pause for ice cream. <laughs> I was, was going to say, like, waiting. holy shit, are you getting a Choco Taco? Like, come on. Uh, I'm going to Choco Taco my throat off or whatever. <laughs> I didn't know whose mic Jeez. it was. I was kind of, like, just vibing along to it. Okay, I'm gonna mark that at like 1935. <laughs> I so think I you keep it in. I say you keep it in. That's, that's keep so it in. funny. Okay, you know what? Fuck it. We'll keep it in. <laughs> Fuck it. We're that's doing a lot it of live. Show fuckers. God damn it. I don't even remember what I was talking about. <laughs> I don't either. I wasn't listening. Through, I, was I, was looking like, at, I was listening for the ice cream truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. It honestly, we were talking about fog you know at what? some point, I think. Yeah, you know what, uh, Foggy Nelson? Y'all ever seen Daredevil? I have <laughs> like, seen Daredevil. Bring it back, but not MCU if I. God, I have no clue uh, where we are right now. But anyway, I think the house or something. Anyway, um, 
<laughs> anyway, there's oh the reveal. We were talking about the reveal. I love the so show. We, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're doing this. So the reveal, whenever um I had always kind of heard some friends like say it was like, Oh yeah, it's like a it's like a sibling and I was like, Oh, okay, but it's also her and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And so there's a part where I had already kind of getting suspicions about like the blood appearing on her pillow and everything, and I was like, Oh, that's hmm, okay. And so whenever she's like running in like whenever the uh gabriel i guess is like running down the hallway in that first chains uh chase scene with the detective um that we were just talking about you can see like in that moment before the reveal happens that the person is actually running backwards mm -hmm. in a really fucked up way and so i remember like stopping i remember like just being like no fucking way they are not <laughs> doing this and then my friend michelle who was watching it with me was just like what are you talking about and i rewinded it and i was like watch the limbs on that motherfucker and she screamed like dude like sorcerer's stone and then, type oh. shit it's yes the voldemort type yeah. shit dude i didn't notice <sighs> it at all the first time i watched it because it really benefits from the giallo like long black mm -hmm. trench coat thing and yeah. the long hair and it never looked like zooms in very close on his face except there is like one shot before the reveal where it kind of shows his like goopy like teeth and everything mm -hmm. like yeah. that uh <laughs> but, arms later yeah, this is why it's so fun to watch it a second time is, like, getting to watch those scenes, like, especially as he's, like, going down the fire escape outside. That's right. nuts. Right. And then it also, there's one of the very first uh, scenes that he's in, he's, like, chasing uh, Maddie around the house, and I watch that, and I'm like, so is this his, like hallucination powers like mm -hmm. why is she able to like have this visual hallucination where he's like slamming the door in front of her and stuff like that that was very weird right and also like the actual like supernatural things about it where yeah. he's able to like speak through radios and stuff like that and none of that is ever addressed no nope. nope. none of that is ever addressed one at of all. the doctors in the first scene is like it's like he's drinking the electricity and it's like what are yeah. you talking about time to cut nope. out the cancer like <laughs> they shocked yeah. him so much that he got electrical powers i don't know <laughs> it's jb fox <laughs> Jamie Fox. Oh, dude. Yeah, no. Like that whole thing, because we were kind of talking about that too. It was just like, why is that not explained? And I was like, I don't even care at this point. It's, like, I'm not sure I give a shit. Like, this is so bad shit insane. It sets it up where it's like it could be a possession thing, which would make sense for like Juan and his mm -hmm. history with movies, but and she like refers to him as the devil. And mm -hmm. then it's just like, no, he's just a malignant twin that has psychic powers yeah. and electricity powers yeah and super and strength about it <laughs> yeah and super yeah. strength because she has the realization she has super right? strength also yeah and then yeah. in that fucking like police station scene like he's ripping oh, people's arms so off too dumb. and just like breaking people's bones oh. through their skin just like nothing dude can we talk about the fact that he ran all the way across the room and then just <laughs> lifted a chair and yeeted it perfectly to nail him. And I was like, Hail Mary that like, shit. He like knocked them like, out too with this fucking <laughs> chair from across the room. And like, I was thinking of that. I'm like, what does that, what does that conversation look like? You know That's, what I mean? Yeah. Like whenever, whenever you're like making a movie. That had to get choreographed. <laughs> Several people had, had to sign off on it. Someone had to come up with it. Yeah, and I think <laughs> like, like I, I'm stuck there. Like, if I remember correctly, oh I'm pretty sure they had like an actual uh, contortionist 
play games. I feel like they'd have have to, yeah. Maybe you'd have to. All yeah. of the bone cracking and doing things backwards, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, God. the scene where he, where Gabriel takes the chair and puts the detective's arms through it mm. and then twists it to break his arms is such a weird <clears throat> thing. Because then he gets yes. right back up and he's good to go. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, to... a lot of them would just get, like, bonked with, like, something, and then they're mm-hmm. dead. A panic attack? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you'd see the bone <laughs> coming out of the skin. I don't think I ever saw him bleed that no. much. God. And also, did he die? I don't like, think he did, he did at the very end. I think, end. So. I think I he just kind of so got knocked around. Well, he got, he got the knife thrown yeah, Oh, knife yeah, that is true. But Yeah, but, like, it was in his, like, upper shoulder area, and I was like, and it didn't seem like, it seemed like he was still able to get up a little bit whenever the camera cut, but then it just never addressed it again. Yeah, and I mean, the ending yeah. of this movie, it just kind of ends, and it, it's, it's like, mm-hmm. I think James Bond has said in interviews that there's not any specific plan, but that he has stuff that could be mm-hmm. an extended universe of this movie. So I feel like okay. if he were to do a sequel, it would have to have the like the cop and the sister like get together. Like that was so set mm-hmm. up. And I mean, oh yeah, 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 all of the cops have their own distinct personalities too. Where it's like you have the like sassy black woman like trope. <laughs> yeah, like mm-hmm. she's very involved. So I think she would have to come back and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Regina. Yeah. yeah. I loved Regina. She's yeah. great. She ruled. I, yeah. We're talking about the police station. I do want to talk about mm-hmm. the the holding area the holding fight cell? scene. The holding cell fight scene. That shit's <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> I do yeah, want to know, did they like take down a disco club beforehand? <gasps> right. That's what, what we were saying. <laughs> what, yeah. is what is that? Why was the woman with the afro in the 70s. Yeah, and the bell bottoms. And then there's another woman this? with like a weird mullet and they're both <laughs> just so aggressive to Maddie, just unprovoked for no reason. Yeah, like this movie is so and is also like so out of time in mm-hmm. a really strange mm-hmm. way. Like like all of the all of the phones make sense, but Who's then still you still have VHS. Like, Oh yeah, yeah. Like, still like, like a VHS player is like readily available and all this stuff. Yeah, it kind of does the weird it follows thing, but not mm-hmm. to the same degree. Oh, shout out it follows. It, shout out it yeah. follows. <clears throat> yeah, it's just I don't. The timing is just so odd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, in like the thing I was um you know mentioning earlier, where it was like, the the movie feels as if and I it's just a it's just a thing that I can't explain but like it feels almost as if it is a some cross between a weird t- early 80s Tim Burton style like thematic horror mm-hmm. uh like sort of thing you know because it does it it really relies on like those old like old school horror tropes of like you know really dark tones but also like these really like bright spots of color and stuff like that and like a really cool visual language and then also like we like you know you saw you having the notes here about it being like a giallo-esque movie with like you know a guy in a cloak and a, and a knife and that sort of thing and it's and also like the weird like very supernatural even though it's kind of sometimes sh- uh, shoehorned in there but still the the jump scares of like seeing someone running out of the corner of your eye like it feels like almost like um i don't know like some really cool project piece where james wan just had all these different ideas and just was just like yeah let's just put all these really cool fucking horror tropes into this one thing and it kind of makes something a little unique because it doesn't feel like super realistic mm-hmm. in a way that horror really tries to do it seems almost like you i could see this being like a play Mm. in a way because it's very uh, dramatized all the time yes. I, and i think that makes this movie stand out a lot it's really cool for that 
if I remember correctly, I think this was a James Wan movie of being like, hey, I've had all of these hit movies with you. I'm doing this. And the studio was like, okay, go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have fun. I think once yeah. you've made a name for yourself as a director, that's your time to be like, let me, I've got so many ideas over the years. Or like the Kojima thing of like, I've been told no mm-hmm. on some stuff mm-hmm. recently and I just want to yeah. get unhinged with it. Yeah. Let me get yeah. fucking wild. Yeah, for sure. Because he's like the king of like horror camp right mm-hmm. now, you know, an effective horror camp too. Yeah. I, yeah. I appreciate that James Wan really just wants the, wants uh, all of the things that come with being a horror movie without necessarily going into the new new sort of like push for elevated um, horror yes elevate yeah yeah yeah. there is yeah, absolutely the no message to this movie no yeah yeah no. it's it just is what it is and i think that's pretty sick yeah i mean the yeah. title is literally kind of a spoiler <laughs> like yeah. Hey, yeah but even still i didn't put it together until you oh, know the either. reveal <laughs> so it's still fun it's still yeah. so great yeah this and like fucking and, awesome. And, you know, also, whenever, uh, Audrey, you were talking about, like, the extended universe stuff, I thought, you know, knowing that, without knowing that previously, uh, but knowing that now, like, that seems like a really, I'm in for that. If that actually ends up happening, I'd love to see something more in this, like, weird, like, fucked up visual language that James Wan has in this movie. And they've got he does that... some really fun, like, Dutch angles and, mm-hmm. like, all this cool camera work and stuff, and it's, it's, that's really sick. And they have, like, all of the possibility with that science lab i'm sure there's plenty more cool things that could come out of that well i couldn't tell either because like this has the setup of like a creepy hospital where like it's their fault that this happened but in reality Mm -hmm. it's just like they were brought to the hospital like that the hospital was Mm -hmm. honestly kind of trying to do their best so it makes me wonder too it's like how did they even get formed that way like yeah i for some reason i thought in my head that like from my first watching i was like is it because it was like they were a product of incest or something but i don't i think i just right. made that up retro retroactively because mm-hmm. i was like how does that happen <laughs> because it's it's not a normal conjoined twin like it looks pretty yeah. gross they try to explain right. it but they don't much like everything in this movie they like mention a few science words and they're like ah it's good enough yeah. yeah, they just kind of they just kind of explain it as this really simplified like, oh, yeah, yeah, the it's whenever a fetus absorbs another one, <laughs> which like does happen, you know, mm-hmm. like those yeah. like, you know, sometimes that can happen. But like in this, but there's no like reason for any of the supernatural elements to like any of it. Yeah, I think when <laughs> like, you have conjoined tr- twins, I don't think they typically uh, share, but also have distinct brains. Yes. Yeah. And then they yeah, can make ex- the other one see what they're seeing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, and then and then also would somehow still have teeth. Yeah, <laughs> and his own little like chicken arms. His own right. T Rex arms. God. About. And he's so strong. <laughs> For no reason. For no reason. No reason. Also, at, at the very end, Sydney tells Maddie he's been killing your fetuses or using them to get stronger where does that come from where did that come from i'm guessing it must have been part of them understanding that he has to feed off of her but so was was he like planning a comeback like this whole time and he just happened to like she got knocked against the wall and he's like i'm free that i think that is that's the idea okay alluded to that her getting hit in the head is what is what finally lets think, him but he's come also, through. Yeah, he's also been feeding off of her fetuses. Yeah, and, and I, that's just to survive, I think, not to make okay. a comeback. 
kind of like Voldemort with the unicorn yes. blood, etc. Yeah, I'm 100%. glad we're really getting into the lore of Malignant. Let's right just call now. James Wan because let's just yeah, call yeah. Let's call us. Can somebody give him on the phone? Yeah, because like he won't do any of the work to, to explain any of <laughs> no. himself. Which I like, mean, in his defense, you don't want a big expedi- exposition oh, no, dump. Not. But also, no. I don't know, man. Why, no, why can't he talk through the radio? Right, yeah. Like, is he the deal? devil? Why yeah, is know? he star star six star six seven? What's the yeah? He's able to call their phones and it says unknown. unknown. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he makes them glitch. How does that <laughs> As work? As if an iPhone can look like that. Yeah. God, oh, uh, I God. love it. Like, I will say, the first time I watched this movie, I think I fucking hated it because uh, I wanted it to be <laughs> serious horror. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and going into it with the open mind of like this is campy this is gonna be ridiculous in a fun way i think was a much better way to approach it because i don't mm-hmm. i've never seen a giallo film so i really didn't know what i was getting into at all but i do watch a lot of b-level horror movies where it's just like 8 p.m you're on amazon prime and you're just like what have i never heard of like be- bad ben like type shit mm-hmm. where just the dialogue is so bad and Hit so shuffle on yeah. shutter Yes, the shovel function on Shutter, absolutely. So it's like that. I I get, I have an appreciation for that. Yeah, and it's like it, I mean, in a similar vein, I just thought of this. Uh, this will be really good. Um, like in a similar vein, I was like, you know, I like Coke and I like Pepsi, but like if I'm gonna go in to like getting a drink and assuming that it's Coke and then taking a drink and it's actually Pepsi, I'm gonna have a ne- negative reaction mm-hmm. to it. So like that makes sense, you know. I think like this would be this would be the Pepsi in the situation because once you realize it's Pepsi, it's like, oh yeah, this is act. You know what? Pepsi. I'm all right with this. I do. It's Pepsi. I do think you can kind of blame the marketing for this movie though mm-hmm. because. Mm -hmm. it is marketed like a traditional horror movie where it's just it's gonna be like creepy scary and not over the top and ridiculous and i think Mm -hmm. if i didn't you know have that expectation from the trailer too i think that would have helped yeah i I wonder how much of that is like james not having control over that absolutely um versus like versus like him at other companies having much more Mm -hmm. control over that sort of thing i also wonder if maybe it's a, a thing of i think if you sell it as a b movie it might not hit oh, as well. That's a good point. Not, not even like marketing or like critically. Yeah. I mean like just in general, the watching the movie, I People think I wouldn't, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have yeah. liked it as much. I will say I though that coming in. I, I know a lot of like big horror fans that went into this and came out like hating it. Like a lot of my yeah. friends that A lot uh, of people we, we all know didn't yeah, like it. Did not like it. Like hard no. And I, mm-hmm. I was that way at first too. And then I actually like I rewatched it. I watched like a couple of like podcasts about it and I, I really came around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I feel like I'm pretty lucky, like all things considered, because I could easily see myself hating this. But like once you guys, I think it was like you and, you know, a couple of other people uh, in our discord that were like, you know, you watched it and somehow like enjoyed it and also thought it was like the worst thing imaginable <laughs> i was just so curious about it yeah. at that point and then and then you know zach and i do the you know the top 20 top 521 uh for our first episode and you know he brings up malignant and i'm like okay well if zach and everybody else says this is all right then i trust you like you know mm-hmm. and so if i don't know if i would have yeah i don't know if i would have uh gone to see it if it had been marketed that way i guess um but also, I could see myself easily ignoring this unless you guys just, like, mm-hmm. beg me to watch it in the first place, you know? Because, like, James Wan, I'm so hit or miss on. I, I really dig um, 
I dig the Conjuring movies for what they are, and then also Insidious, um, the few that I've seen. I think I've seen the first, the first two, two are the only good ones. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. that's my opinion. Uh, there, but he did another. He, I feel like he did another movie did around Saw. the same time. <laughs> huh? He did I, the Saw movies. In my head, I kept thinking oh. that he did Sinister, but he didn't. No, that is Scott Derrickson, oh. who I'll mention in a little bit. <laughs> oh. God, I love talking um, about Sinister. Because I think I'm, I, you know what? I think I'm conflating James Wan for um, oh, fucking he did Dead Midnight Silence. Sky, Flanagan. Oh, oh yeah. shout out Mike Flanagan. Yeah, yeah, he didn't. Oh, he did okay, Dead cool. I love that movie. Oh shit! Yeah, Dead Silence. Oh, I forgot yeah, about Dead Silence. Dude. I put that one out of my brain because it's creepy puppets. That one, dude, and shout out. That one's also batshit. And you know what? I'm gonna use this as the only time I'll be ever, ever be able to talk about this. Fucking shout out to the punk band Aiden, who was on the soundtrack for Dead Silence, who oh I also uh, named my kid after, <laughs> along, along with after the kid named Aiden from The Rink. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. I am shout so out. tattling on you to your kid whenever he's old enough. Like, oh, his mother knows. <laughs> it is that is not like a secret. That is just a, a cliff note on his birth certificate. Yeah, but I just can't wait until he's old enough to watch those movies. Yes. Oh, man. I can't wait until he watches The Ring, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> I cannot wait. Yeah. Is that our thoughts on Malignant? I feel like... Is that a podcast? That's a podcast, I, I think. It sounds like a podcast. Oh, shit. You know right. what? It's time for A, that's pretty good. A, this is pretty good. The segment where <laughs> Are we, we ever going to get that right? No. no I'm looking right <laughs> at it. I still said it wrong. I read it Absolutely and I still not. got it wrong. A, this is pretty good. <laughs> Morgan, do you want to kick it off? I don't know if you have anything or not. I put a note for myself. but Oh, no. I'll let you go first. Um, So, horror movies. I saw quite a few. I Okay, mm-hmm. so episode one, we were like, this is our section for nothing. Not talking about movies. But all I do is watch movies. <laughs> so, it's all I had to talk about. <laughs> I watched Crimes of the Future. The the new fucking uh, oh, Cronenberg fly Cronenberg movie. It's a movie that is okay. Would I, you say that uh, surgery is the new sex? I would say surgery is the new sex. Shout out Kristen Bell. Shout out not Kristen Bell. Bell. The genetic opera. <laughs> Kristen, Kristen Stewart. Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not Kristen Bell also, but Kristen Stewart. That's who I meant. <laughs> Kristen Bell in uh, in fucking. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so good. Okay, yeah, I saw that. I saw the black phone. Ooh. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Scott so, Derrickson. Okay, cool. Fucking I'm awesome. I'm excited to see that. Hell it's yeah. real, real good. I saw Elvis last night also. Too long. Uh, Too see, fucking Elvis long. is one. You know, whenever I, I was, liked it though. I don't. I don't remember what movie it was. It may have been Everything Everywhere, or it might have been Sonic the Hedgehog too. Um, I saw the trailer for Elvis for the first time, and I was like, you know. Why did it take so long? Yeah, for like an Elvis biopic, you know what I mean. I I assume that probably has to do with his estate, but mm-hmm. also like Baz Luhrmann's the we, only person to do it. I'll be they honest. Probably had to see the success of like Rocket Man and uh, Bohemian. Oh god, Maybe. what is, what was Bohemian the Queen Rhapsody one? Line. Bohemian Walk Rhapsody. And, oh, and yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes, too, that's yeah. the one I was thinking. It it yeah. sets firmly between Rocket Man and Bohemian Rhapsody as hmm. like the okay. middle of those three. <laughs> like it's good. You know, I haven't. But I Rocket haven't Man's seen fucking awesome. You know, I think as far as biopics go for musicians, I think I've only seen Walk the Line and also, um, damn, what's the one about Jerry Lee Lewis? That one. I can't remember. I think Winona Ryder's in it. Oh, hmm. I know you're talking about. I can't think of it, though. Yeah, I can't think of the name. About Somebody Walk Hard, it. the Dewey Cox story. Does that count? <laughs> you don't want none of this shit, Dewey. <laughs> I will admit uh, to liking Bohemian Rhapsody, but I, I also too. watched it at a, at a time where, like, 
I had just gone through a really bad breakup and like mm-hmm. all of the the stuff with like his wife just like ugh I it hit me a very like tender emotional thing for me and then I also oh, just yeah. love Queen so that's fair my dad and I saw it twice in theaters because he loved it so much <laughs> dude hell yeah the big Queen fan but yeah it, it's a good time it's too long but Ellis is a good time um I think that's all I really have about hey this is pretty good. Audrey, um, do you have any? Okay. Oh, yeah, Morgan, Morgan, or Audrey, you know, go for it. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm go. not a good host. I'm not okay. a good host, guys. <laughs> I don't even think I told Audrey about this segment. So who, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's why I was gonna <laughs> have you go first. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Audrey, think of something quick. Got um, it. But no, yeah. So my my latest perversion um, is it's gonna be another video game. I'm sorry uh, to everybody oh, listening, yes. but it, my latest perversion has just been um, Final Fantasy VII <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> um ever since ever since they did the the announcement stream like a couple weeks ago uh i have gone feral i have <laughs> i'm start i'm starting the game from the beginning from like the original playstation one port to the ps4 whatever whatever um and also i have convinced my cousin who has never played an rpg in his life aside from pokemon uh to play final fantasy 7 remake <laughs> and uh, uh, i've not played it yeah, right and we also like um we also went to game exchange and found somehow came across a copy of dirge of cerberus and i was like okay it's five dollars i gotta get it and uh yeah no i have turned into like a huge huge asshole about final <laughs> fantasy 7 for some reason um a game that i did not play growing up <laughs> um or anything like that but somehow still found very compelling um that and also fucking uh, model kits of uh, <laughs> of, uh, of Gundams of uh, <laughs> of like mechs and stuff like that. There's there's a really cool um, Eva Unit One uh, model that I am foaming at the mouth for. Um, but yeah, I've become like the biggest dork on the planet uh, since uh, in the past uh, probably three weeks. I think <laughs> that it's uh, I think I'm gonna gonna be sick and broke by the end of the year nice. <laughs> so, i'm right there with you yeah, with yeah, my legos yeah audrey audrey do you have anything? You anything so is this is this primarily media or no it's nope. whatever you want anything what's, whatever's okay. whatever you've been enjoying on what's your thing then, okay lately? so i will plug so yesterday my boyfriend cam uh shout out cam for the show. show shout out cam for yeah. the pod uh we we're out shopping and we came across a flyer for the oddities and curiosities oh. expo that was oh, in town. Yeah. It's a touring expo and they go kind of like all over the country, but, uh, I'm a little goth, uh, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. goth light basically, but we ended up going and they had like cryptid stuff. They had taxidermy, they had bugs and resin. They had like, Halloween stuff and tarot cards and shit like that. And it was just very cool and very fun. And I bought a a bunch of stuff and I only learned about it yesterday, but I'm excited to go again next year. So if that's going to your town, like I highly recommend it. It's very fun. The Midsummer print is so fucking cool. The Midsummer print, I'm so excited to get framed. And then I bought a, like a wood Ouija board, uh, and all of that stuff i bought, got a bunch of cryptid stuff i love it so much yeah so i saw the haul that you posted on twitter and i was like i was just watching it i'm like damn cam's such a good boyfriend <laughs> i was like damn this shit rules yeah we had an entire like, other day so planned sick. and then we were at half price books and there was a flyer for this and i go cam what does the date on this say and he's like oh that's today and i'm like they go until 6 p.m uh can we yeah dude that rules <laughs> yeah it was he had a good time too like he enjoyed it 
I think it was that's, in Tulsa a few weekends ago, and I almost went, and I had something come up, and I couldn't. But yeah. Oh, damn. If you so have the chance to go from. next year, you know. Yeah, and if you're listening to this podcast and you somehow run that, hey, if you can come to Northwest Arkansas, that'd be tight, <laughs> too. That'd be super sick. Uh, Rogers would be a good area for it. Rogers would be down. a good spot for it. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's, hey, that's, this is pretty good. Um, hey. It's time to wrap up the show, and we're going to yeah. do that. <laughs> God, I, I have, I'm so out of it, you guys. I've not podcasted in so long. Uh, Audrey, thank you for coming on the show. It, we've appreciated it so much. Where can the people find you? Uh, first of all, thank you for having me. This was very fun. Um, yeah. So I'm on Twitter at Biggest Wiener. Uh, <laughs> and then you can also catch me on my podcast that I co-host with my friend Pilnock, uh at MCU Thoughtcast on Twitter under the Some Good Shows umbrella of podcasts where I have to talk about Marvel movies, which are not my wheelhouse, whereas like horror movies very much are. So I was very happy to do this. But yeah, go ahead and follow me. Uh, listen to our podcast if, if you would like. I appreciate that. Shout out MCU Thoughtcast. Shout out Some Good Shows. Mm -hmm. So great across the board. Great people running that uh, podcasting network, I must say. Yeah, not just right. not just because I'm sleeping with one of the founders. <laughs> <laughs> hey, technically, technically sleeping with you because it's your house. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is that how that works? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I think, I think so for tax reasons, legally, the podcast network is mine. Okay, yeah, great. technically you own yeah, it now. Yeah. Did you sign a prenup? <laughs> uh, or no, you're not married. It's fine. You're fine. A pod it's on the lease agreement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh God, damn Morgan, it. where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Peaceable Lake uh, and absolutely nowhere else except for this podcast and occasionally uh, some good shows podcast uh, here and there. Zach, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Y-R-O-K-A-Z underscore N-W-O-R-B. I think my letterbox is also that. I, I became a letterbox person. I'm not, I'm not proud of it. Yep. You know, that would be beneficial for the podcast, I feel like. <laughs> oh, I should put Malignant on here. But, I didn't do that yet. Yeah. But I feel like I should do that now out of obligation because it also yeah. kind of sounds fun. It also sounds like, oh, yeah, I'm sure people listening to this would probably enjoy looking I at just, that. I, I just know. shit post on it, so it's not anything special. But yeah, find me on Twitter <laughs> and at, on Letterboxd. Um, hey, next time, next, next show, mm -hmm. Tick, Tick, Boom, with the assistant Ben Bellevue of Dead Meat. Very excited. Hell Can't yeah. wait. Oh, yeah. Glad to have him back on. Uh, I cannot fucking for, wait. For Percy Jackson. And I love that we also uh, talked about Percy Jackson way too much um, on this podcast. I can't, I can't escape it. <laughs> yeah. I can't fucking we're, escape those movies. We're haunted by Rick Riordan, uh, Logan Lerman, and also, what's the... I, Alexandria uh, Daddario? I yeah, wish. Alex, I wish. You knew exactly who I was going if for. If you're going to be haunted, haunted by somebody, though, Logan Lerman is actually, like, fine. Yeah, Honestly, those, those yeah. are two solid hauntings. Yeah. Shout out to two thirds of the main cast of the Perks of Being a Waffle. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's that's gonna be where we end it, folks. <laughs> that's what a way to end the podcast. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs>